Hey, Hollyweird listeners, we wanted to put a disclaimer at the top of this episode. We were actually set to release this episode on July 9th, which was the day that Naya Rivera was reported missing. Uh, since Naya and Corey are often tied together because of their roles in Glee, we thought it'd be in poor taste to release the episode the day she went missing, not only because of the timing, but also that we spoke about her in the episode in the present tense, and we just didn't feel as though it'd be right to talk about her when her fate was unknown. We have since learned of the death of Naya Rivera, which is incredibly sad, and our hearts go out to her loved ones. We believe that Naya deserves her own episode someday, therefore we're mostly going to leave her out of this one. Thanks for all your love and support. Hope you enjoy. where they'll pay you a thousand dollars for a kiss and 50 cents for your soul. Welcome to Hollyweird a podcast about celebrity deaths and the strange events in Tinseltown and beyond. We are your hosts, Megan Carpenter and Liz Shire. It's the final installment of our latest series, Drop Dead Gorgeous. This is Drop Dead Gorgeous. Each episode of this series tackled the untimely deaths of the Hollywood heartthrobs you pined for and cried over when they were taken too soon. Last episode, we told A Dark Knight's Tale, discussing the death of Heath Ledger. But for today, to see who's next, here are today's headlines. to another story that is breaking overnight. A star of the popular show Glee found dead in his hotel room in Vancouver. Death of the star Corey Monteith in the upcoming season. George, good morning. Sad to say this is exactly what people feared. The body of Corey Monteith, who played the character Finn, was found by the hotel staff. His sudden death stunning co-stars and fans. And we're also learning about a dramatic intervention that was attempted months before he died. Police say he returned to his hotel room at 2.15 a.m. Saturday alone and sought help in rehab as recently as just a few months ago. If I can, through my experience, shed light on the way out of a difficult situation that I'm, I know many kids are experiencing, you know, just like I did when I was a teenager. Nothing gleeful here. This is the story of the death of Corey Monteith. July 13th, 2013. Vancouver, British Columbia. Canadian actor Corey Monteith, star of the hit Fox television series Glee, failed to check out at the end of a seven-night stay at the Fairmount Pacific Rim Hotel. Hotel staff entered his room and found the body of the actor. 
the police department arrived at the hotel, and while they were able to rule out foul play, they were not able to identify an obvious cause of death. An autopsy performed two days later preliminarily showed that Monteith died from mixed drug toxicity consisting of heroin and alcohol, but that the death appeared to be accidental. A final report, released nearly three months later, would confirm those findings and add codeine and morphine to the toxic cocktail that claimed the actor's life. That final report acknowledged that Monteith was found with drug paraphernalia including a spoon containing drug residue, a used hypodermic needle, and two empty bottles of champagne. The coroner noted that periods of intermittent substance abuse and substance abstinence, the most recent being a period of abstinence with Monteith completing a stay in rehab in the months leading up to his death, meant that previously tolerated drug and alcohol intake levels were now fatal for the actor. Monteith's body was cremated four days after his death. Glee creator Ryan Murphy consulted with Monteith's girlfriend, fellow Glee actor Leah Michelle, about what to do with the production of the show and the fate of Monteith's character, Finn Hudson. Start of production on the fifth season of the show was pushed back from end of July into August, and the third episode of the season, titled The Quarterback, would be a tribute to Monteith, with the characters also mourning the death of Finn. Corey Monteith was 31 years old. That's how it ended, but how did it begin? Corey Monteith was born in Calgary, Alberta, Canada on May 11, 1982. He was the younger of two sons born to Anne McGregor and Joe Monteith. When his parents split at age seven, Corey and brother Sean were raised by their mother in Victoria, British Columbia. The boys didn't see much of their father due to his job in the military. Monteith would go on to have what many would consider to be a troubled childhood. Beginning at age 13, he would abuse alcohol and marijuana and skip out on going to school. After attending 16 schools, including alternative programs, Monteith would drop out altogether at age 16. It would be around the same time Monteith's drug and alcohol dependency would reach new levels. To fund his habit, he would steal from friends and family. His mother led an intervention when he was 19 years old, resulting in attendance at a rehabilitation program. Before making it in the entertainment industry, Monteith worked a collection of odd jobs, including Walmart greeter, cab driver, and car mechanic. A few years after getting clean, Monteith began his acting career in Vancouver. Minor roles and guest appearances in shows and movies such as Supernatural, Smallville, and Final Destination 3, Monteith earned a starring role in the MTV series Kaya in 2007. In 2009, the actor was cast in the Fox series Glee in the role of Finn Hudson. Monteith's real-life drumming skills caught the attention of series creator Ryan Murphy in his audition video. The character of Finn quickly became a fan favorite, being the popular athlete with a hidden penchant for musical theater. It was on the set of Glee that the actor met actress Leah Michelle, with the two being cast as love interests. In early 2012, it was reported that the two had begun dating. They would remain a couple until his death. In March 2013, Monteith's publicist would announce the actor had entered rehab. 
Ryan Murphy would reveal that this rehab admission was the result of an intervention on the lot where Glee was filmed, in which Murphy, as well as the Glee cast and crew, would urge Monteith to seek help. Monteith's absence from the final couple episodes of the show's fourth season was because he was seeking treatment while they filmed. It's time for Hollyweird Post-Mortem. Why is Corey Monteith and his death so intriguing? Was it a random shocking event or just a part of the Glee curse? Here's our best guess. Liz, let's get it out of the way. Did you watch Glee? Magnus, that's one of the toughest questions you've ever asked me. (laughs) Yes, I did watch Glee. (laughs) I watched Glee as well. Stopped watching Glee after Corey Monteith died. Like, I did not watch the later seasons where they, like, <laughs> like brought in new high school students because the originals aged out. Oh, you hung in there for a while then because I remember watching um, the very first season in, I believe, my freshman year dorm room at Temple. Are you, like, are you a Ryan Murphy fan? <sighs> um... Yeah, I would have to say yeah. So I don't I don't love everything that he makes. Like I remember loving the first and second seasons of American Horror Story and then just kind of fell off. But I think the stuff that he does is like tongue in cheek and funny. Yeah. Like I wouldn't ever like want to admit to being a Ryan Murphy fan and I don't know what that is about. But like by definition, oh yeah, I've watched a lot of Ryan Murphy shows. Like do you remember that show Nip Tuck? That was such a good show that on was FX. Ryan Murphy? Yeah. Wow. So then, like, when Glee came along, I'm trying to remember if American Horror Story would have come first or if Glee would have come first. It probably would have been Glee. It was Glee. Yes. Yeah. So when you're like, how – I got to check this out because it's got to be either a little bit dark or a little bit tongue-in-cheek if it's coming from the same guys who did Nip Tuck. And I'd say – like, yeah, it was innovative in that regard. And then American Horror Story. Um, and uh, Do you watch The Politician on Netflix? I really enjoy that show. Wow. I really got to up my TV game, Meg. <laughs> Check it out. And then <laughs> they also did Hollywood, which is no relation to Hollywood podcast. Hollywood, <laughs> um, also on Netflix. I watched that. That was all right. Who's in Hollywood? Um. Well, like Dylan McDermott, so um, mm-hmm. like of American Horror Story season one fame, not to be confused with Dermot Mulroney, like always. <laughs> um, Did you see that SNL sketch where they do Dermot Mulroney or Dylan McDermott? <laughs> no, but that sounds amazing. <laughs> I should check that out. Um. <laughs> so anyway, yes, I watched Glee. Um, but I stopped watching it, like, once Cory Monteith passed, and, like, it kind of, its appeal just kind of faded away. It, it wasn't original anymore by seasons five, six, and seven, or whatever. 
so so i don't know if you already have this question queued up beg but do you think that it was cory monteith's absence that changed glee for you or do you think it was how the characters were aging um (laughs) both Mm. both i mean it was just like i guess the show probably was like tainted for me knowing that like a main character passed and in real life such a tragic way Mm -hmm. um but also like you literally can only watch these like late 20 year olds playing teenagers sing fucking ario speedwagon for (laughs) so long it's journey that was journey not ario maybe they did ario i honestly can't recall but you know what i mean like it's just it's not it's not a show albeit like good like it was a smart show when it started but like not something of longevity for me i would agree i don't think they thought that far past what it was going to be like and also i will say now shows are kind of i think this is um with the rise of vod but that shows used to you know hang on till the bitter end like fucking breaking bad like that wasn't even what the show was intended to be by the end of it. And I feel like Glow... Glow. <laughs> Glow's a Different great show. show. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Great show. <laughs> great show. Um, Glee was probably the tail end of that where, like, they stopped beating things to death and now, like, it's okay if things have ten episodes. It's okay if it's a miniseries. We don't have to, like, drag it out for eight seasons. Yeah, you know what? That's true. And perhaps if, like, it preceded what netflix has become but like if it was a netflix series with a 10 episode season and not a network tv show with like 20 episodes at least like it probably would have been less annoying in totality yeah i think so well that was the other factor was that it was so annoying (laughs) yeah like a so bad it's good kind of well that's everything that ryan murphy makes is it's campy yeah yes but it's like I think he, I think the reason why he appeal. Ooh, this is gonna sound pretentious. I think the reason why he appeals to a lot of people is that he really runs a fine line between campy and corny. Yeah, he leans into his camp, and I don't think the average person maybe gets the joke. Therefore, they like the uh, corniness. Oh my god, I am. Um... I am learning that I am a true Ryan Murphy stan. Did you watch Scream Queens? Oh, yeah. I love Scream Queens. Yeah, that is full camp. Right. And that was like, I mean, personally, I don't really know how you could miss the camp in that. True. It was very overt. But like, if you watch that for the <laughs> for the non-camp factor, like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you watch it seriously. Right. It's not for you. <laughs> right. But I think, I do think that a lot of his humor is because sometime, somehow he's gotten on primetime television, I feel like it is missed by a friend yeah. of people. Yeah. Do you think we would have had a lot of the subsequent Ryan Murphy shows if there was no Glee? Like, I feel like, like, you forgot about Nip Tuck that that was him. Like, is Glee what put Ryan Murphy on the map? And Mr. Gwyneth Paltrow. I keep forgetting about him. I'm really sorry, Brad Falchuk. Wait, what? So, all of this stuff was created by Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk. They're like a team or whatever. And Brad Falchuk is married to Gwyneth Paltrow. That's why she was on Glee. When was she on Glee? 
the seasons no one watched, Liz. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wow, I'm putting a lot of things together right now. This is educational for everyone involved. Truly everyone involved. So wait, what's this about Cory Monty? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. (laughs) Pull it together. Pull it together. That was a good one, Mike. That was a really good one. We're going out on a high note for this trilogy. (laughs) Damn. Okay, so question about the juxtaposition that comes with Cory Monteith's death and the character that he was known for at the time. So basically, not much was known about Cory's previous struggles with addiction and with Glee being his one and only true breakout role, he was still a new actor in terms of the mainstream. Do you think his death was extra shocking because of the juxtaposition with the very clean-cut, all-American type he played on the Glee TV show. Yes. I think it, like, you know, if he, um, for example, something I just recently considered rewatching, like, if a cast member of Sons of Anarchy died of an overdose, I think people would be like, oh, yeah, life-imitating art. But for, you know, that show is supposed to be, for as much as it pushed boundaries or tried to, you know, it's definitely not in line with his character. Yeah, I think, I mean, anytime a high-profile actor, and I only call him high-profile because he was on a hit TV show, I don't think he, like, was high-profile in his own right, but anytime a high-profile actor dies, and especially of a drug overdose, it's headlines. Um, But I think because we only had the character of Finn Hudson, who was the quarterback, to associate him with, it was like, shit the quarterback had a substance abuse problem Mm -hmm. so um i think it it may have been more more shocking to the public for that reason i agree with you yeah um so for better or for worse he and leah michelle will always be bound um leah michelle was dating Corey monty well they were co-stars on glee and they were dating in real life at the time of his passing for reasons we'll get to, I feel really stupid saying this poor girl. Um, but <laughs> but this poor girl, like she, I don't even want to say she had like a, like she was a normal girl dating people. Like, it, like I feel like the headlines are always like, Leah Michelle can't find love after Corey Monteith. Because like anytime she'd break up with a boyfriend, whether it was a boyfriend of a year or more, it was like... <laughs> She can't find love after Corey. <laughs> Do you, you know what I mean? Or like the woman is pregnant right now. She's married and pregnant. And it's like, Leah Michelle, due this summer, she she dated actor Corey Monteith at the time of his death in 2013. <laughs> oh, like I like that's like a double uh because like she can't escape him and he can't escape her. Right. Like his. He and his death are associated with whatever this woman will do for the rest of her life. Do you feel like it's still like that? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's just sensational media. Yeah. Right. Like, no one's going to separate 
our beloved Courtney because... Love from Kurt. Yes. Yeah. But also, the most interesting thing about Leah Michelle is that she dated someone who died of a drug and alcohol overdose. <sighs> oh. Do you know what I mean? But do you yes. know what I mean? No, yeah. So, like, girl who sings pretty well but is a mediocre, mediocre actress gets dropped by home chef or whatever. It's like, and she dated Corey Monteith when he died of a drug and alcohol overdose in 2013. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they will always be bound for better or for worse. I don't even, I couldn't even tell you, I couldn't even tell you if that's a good thing or not. Well, now considering what has come out about her in the week of, you know, BLM is that now the thing that people are going to think of first, or are they going to think of her, the accusations against her about racism? So I guess going chronologically after, Oh, this is going to sound so crass. Um, after, after his death, I feel like she went on like the Leah Michelle is mourning world tour. (laughs) <laughs> it's not crass at all. It's so funny. <laughs> Maybe a little crass. No, but it, but okay. So why? Here's why. Would yeah, you yeah, like yeah. to know why? Is that yes, yes. Okay. Definitely. So, so she um understandably like took her time out of the spotlight, and I think I would have done the same thing. But um, she released a whole album keystoned by the song if you say so which is written about and titled by his last words to her and like we know this like it would be one thing if like she wrote a song about their last exchange but the fact that like we know this and we know she also has those song lyrics tattooed on her body like that's just a little bit much to me and also like in doing research for this, like I watched an interview that she did on Ellen with like the tears glistening in her eyes. I was so happy. You're such a private person. Yeah. And um, I, I literally lived every day of my life feeling like the luckiest girl in the whole world. I just, I just thought he was the greatest man. And, um, and so, you know, had that moment, that memory, it's just, it means so much to me. Yeah, he was a great guy, and, and you are a, a great lady. Thank you. Um, we will take a break, and we'll be back with Leah Michelle. And I watched at the Teen Choice Awards, like, I mean, this was 2013, so, like, Glee was racking up them surfboards, and, like, <laughs> Leah Michelle was, like, nowhere to be found as the cast was, like, accepting their awards and then like for the last award of the night she came on stage and like addressed the fans like um Corey will always have a special place to all of us including you thank you i just wanted to be here today to personally thank all of you and tell everyone out there how much all of your love and support has meant to me over these very past difficult few weeks thank you Not that I had any doubt before, but you guys are most certainly the greatest fans in the world. And I wanted to dedicate this award to Corey. For all of you out there who loved and admired Corey as much as I did, I promise that with your love, we're gonna get through this together. 
He was very special to me and also to the world, and we were very lucky to witness his incredible talent, his handsome smile, and his beautiful, beautiful heart. So whether you knew him personally or just as Finn Hudson, Corey reached out, and he became a part of all of our hearts, and that's where he'll stay forever. So thank you guys so much. And like, I guess like, why was why was Leah Michelle the one who spoke on his behalf? I I mean I guess yeah. As his as his significant other, that's like a likely role to fill. It just felt like for someone who stepped out of the spotlight for so long, I feel like she was in quite a bit of spotlight then all of a sudden towards the end of calendar year 2013. Yes. Well, you're bringing up a really good point. I also don't think you're being crass <laughs> because <laughs> I remember when uh, the year that Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Anne Hathaway won the Oscar the same year and the whole commentary, and this is when everyone loved J-Log, because, of course, we all turned against her at some point. But the whole commentary was that, like, she was so down-to-earth and, like, genuine, which I still do believe because I'm a J-Log fan. But then, like, Anne Hathaway was always just so, um, you know, overly composed, and, like, she just always came off as disingenuous. And some, I watched some, like, read some article that said that she was, like, the over-eager, like, leader of the drama club, and I was like, oh my god, that is such an accurate description. And I feel like that's Leah Michelle. Like, she she was yeah. so much like her character on Glee that she comes across as disingenuous. Like, it's all kind of a show. You just hit the nail on the head. Like, under normal circumstances, I would feel the highest level of sympathy for this person. Like, look at what she experienced, but the fact that she just seems so fake i'm just like ugh, yuck right but i also think that like listen we all know theater people and some of them like truly are just like that or like you just i mean she was a show kid from you know like birth essentially like i think those people just kind of adopt that persona and it becomes them that's disturbing also <laughs> ryan murphy should make something about that that would be dark and delicious oh like ryan murphy does like a primetime drama about tyler's and tiaras <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then like and we have to hear about every time leah michelle gets a new cory monteith tattoo so she has his last words to her which were if you say so on her rib cage I read that that one might be covered up, but I couldn't find more than someone saying, I think this might be covered up. So, like, I would love to hear that story. And if you know it, please DM us. Um, but she also has in, like, scripty font the name Finn, which was the character he played on Glee. That name tattooed, like, on her fucking ass cheek, Liz. But I heard that she got that one in 2011. But they were only officially dating in 2012, so you know that they were dating longer than that. Why would she have gotten his character's name tattooed on her ass cheek otherwise, unless she lost some type of bet? And then she also has... <laughs> <laughs> and then she also has the digit five, like the number five on her ribcage, which was his character's football jersey number. 
So, like, she is a huge fan of tattoos. Like, this chick has a lot of tattoos. But she has, like, a lot of Cory Monty tattoos. And not even a lot of Cory Monty tattoos, but, like, a lot of, like, Glee tattoos. I guess that was her break. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Well, no, it was. It was. It's weird because, like, I don't know... We didn't have too many people die prematurely in our high school right not many no um we had one one boy in particular who died it was it was very sad um and this didn't happen with him but sometimes overall like i one of the girls in my classes once um said that there was like a rash of suicides in her high school because kids were seeing how much attention that the first kid suicide got so they were like kept doing it so like the 13 reasons why factor go ahead honestly and i feel like leah's commemoration of cory monteith kind of seems like the whole like r.a.p so-and-so like may your tears blah 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 you to heaven like <laughs> that kind of like contrived like it just seems like disingenuous and kind of like fake yeah but i agree with you that she might not be fake it's just the theater in her like yeah what if that's how she really is (laughs) i know okay so then another um leah tidbit um Corey's mom would say in interviews uh that it was actually leah who broke the news of his death to her Hmm. which is complicated dark yeah all right um so we'll get to uh more about leah present day leah uh, when we talk about the Glee curse. Mm. Um, so what kind of career do you think Corey Monteith would have had? And what I mean was, do you think he would have gone full mainstream? Or do you think he would have found a comfort zone of being a Ryan Murphy muse on seasons 8, 9, and 10 of American Horror Story? Option B. Yeah. I fully agree with you. And... I contemplated renting the 2011 film Monte Carlo starring Selena Gomez, Leighton Meester, and Katie Cassidy. Corey Monteith is the fourth build love interest. But then I was like, no. Like, no. <laughs> like, what? And, like, he had, he, like, acted in a, a couple movies, had, like, some... He was, like, on this MTV show that... <clears throat> A 2000 MTV show, no, 2007 MTV show called Kaya, which I was full teenager in 2007, and, like, I do not recall this show. So, like, MTV pretty sure would have been my jam in 2007, but I I don't recall this show. But, like, I mean, I guess he's a one-hit wonder. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, it's kind of hard for us to call because of his premature death, but... You know, he was so new. It, I mean, Glee really was his big break. He really hadn't done that much before that. You know, that was kind of all he was known for. And yeah. He was, he was fine on the show. Yeah. But he wasn't but like, anything super spectacular. Right. But there's a role out there that every single person would be fine for. Sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, like, you know what I mean? Right. And it also wasn't that challenging of a role. Yeah. So let's talk about the theory that there is a Glee curse. Ooh. 
insert spooky music. Um, which I just think it's funny. Like, of all the freaky Ryan Murphy shit, like, this show comes with a curse. <laughs> Actually, yeah, good point. Um, so let's just get the worst fucking one out of the way. Oh, um, shitbag Mark Sailing, who played Puck on the series. Puck was like an OG member, not like a character once everyone stopped watching person. <laughs> Um, so he, there were sexual assault charges brought against him in 2013. That I didn't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that, um, anything happened beyond charges being brought. I mean, that understandably gets overlooked because he was arrested in 2015 for child pornography possession. Um, and then that ended with him taking his own life in 2018. Crazy. Um, did you watch that TikTok that I put in the Google Doc? Wait, no. Should I watch it now? All right, guys. Let me ask you something. Where do you think you'll be in the year 2030? Probably. Twinsies. Walking. In jail. Or dead. <laughs> Where? Jesus. <laughs> right, oh, my God. Yep. Well... <laughs> Do you want to describe what you just saw? Let's give credit to, um, is this Shakespeare's bitch who is the TikTok user who posted this, right? So she that just says? played a scene. Thank you. Shout out to Shakespeare's bitch. Uh, just played a scene from Glee where Mr. Cutie Teacher asks them where they're going to be in 2030. Couple characters say Broadway. And then Puck says, in jail or dead? <laughs> it's like, oh. Dark. <laughs> Dark. That honestly was so so dark like so yeah. unbelievably dark yeah like unbelievably dark like too dark for hollywood podcast like next okay yeah so um <clears throat> uh, okay so obviously Corey, dark and then um a lot has the darkness of the glee curse has reinvigorated recently with a lot of actors coming out about their awful experiences on the show, um, particularly actors of color. Um, Samantha Ware uh, um, was an actress who was on in the later seasons. She called out Leah Michelle by name, to which a lot of people were like, here, here. So <laughs> <laughs> that was actually like, I mean, props to her for clearly she'd had enough and like felt like it was time to talk about it. But like that was, whoa. Yes a lot of drama like i wish i could have been a fly on the wall for some of this stuff right and even um who's the other cheerleader what's her name um the one who played britney spears yes <laughs> that one um uh, oh i pride myself on knowing obscure celebrity names <laughs> damn it god heather. the blonde one heather, heather morris there she goes <laughs> heather morris's tweet was like Although Leah was incredibly difficult to work with, I still didn't think that she was, like, essentially blah, 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 like, maybe she didn't mean it, but it was, like, it, it, dang, like, imagine one of your coworkers being, like, yeah, that girl's a bitch, but anyway. <laughs> I know. I Jesus. Know. But, like, literally no one came to her defense, which I think speaks volumes. Yeah. Well, apparently, the more we dug into that story, and also this was kind of like post me too where it was just kind of like everything was coming out like 
every single skeleton, every single charge, every single complaint was like coming to light. Same thing was happening with BLM, which rightfully so. Yeah, it was like the more they dug into it, the more essentially the feedback was like, yes, even though she was really shitty, especially these actors of color, everyone on the set was kind of like, it's how she is. Like, yeah, I know she's like totally horrible, but like it's kind of how it is. She sucks, but yeah. Right, which is like, God, even had to have that be the attitude about you. Like, again, imagine at work, like everybody when you're not there is like, yeah, she's a piece of shit. Like, what can you do? I actually wonder if she'll work again. I mean, that, what was it, HelloFresh? Yeah. Losing that, that's, like, when you start to lose your money, that's, like, when you know it's fucked up. Yeah. The only, I'm, I mean, she seems like a bitch. I'm not defending her. And if (laughs) any of that's true, then fuck off, Leah Michelle. But, like, um, like, she's extremely pregnant right now. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I just kind of thought for that, like, I felt for that baby like i hope that her any stress she's going through does not adversely affect her pregnancy in any way yeah all right so to wrap this up i'm gonna share with you um an article from a website called thethings.com um this article is written by sarah sanderson and it's called 20 little known facts about leah michelle's relationship with the late Corey monteith mind you This was written in December of 2019, which leads me to my previous point of these two will never escape each other. So, all right. These are little known facts. So tell me if you're surprised by any of this. 20. Leah pays tribute to him every year. 19. No one knew they were dating when the show began. 18. Corey went to rehab during their relationship. 17. Leah has tattoos to remind her of Corey. 16. They were dating other people when they met. 14, Ryan Murphy said there was lots of drama between the castmates. <laughs> 13, Corey shared his personal struggles with Leah. Okay, all of that just to get to item number 10 that I want you to hear. 10, Leah dated Matthew Morrison before dating Corey. So Matthew Morrison is Mr. Schuster. What? <laughs> yeah. Wait a One minute. Of the- what? I know. One of the most shocking details about Leah and Corey's relationship is that before dating Corey, Leah actually dated their co-star and Glee Club sponsor, Matthew Morrison, in her book, Brunette Ambition. Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. She admitted to dating him for a, quote, Broadway beat, even though they'd previously denied rumors about them dating. Okay. Does that mean you guys made out once? What does that mean? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Nine, they weren't living together before Corey died. Eight, they were moving in together. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Okay. God, how do I say this? (laughs) Okay. I have never experienced the loss of a partner. But on the other hand, it doesn't sound like this relationship was the healthiest or maybe the most mature. And, I don't know, I feel like I've known people who have been married for, like, 20 years who don't mourn their, their, the loss of their partner as much and as publicly as she has. Yeah. I mean, like, ultimately, I feel like we can't judge her course of action because we've never been in her shoes in that way, but, I mean, 
it's exhausting. And I never even knew Cory Monty. <laughs> that's a that's all you need to say. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right. Well, Cory Monteith, good on Glee. Who knows if he would have been good in anything else. Still sad. You know what, though? Honestly, it's incredibly sad that his... So he died because he used at levels he was previously used to, but because he had been clean, they were not levels that were he could not tolerate. Like, just, like, the science of that is incredibly sad. It, and you know what? It happens... So often. I There was someone we went to high school with who, that was why they overdosed. Because they've been clean for a while, relapsed, and went back to the same levels. It's so, so prevalent and so sad. I guess that just goes to show that, like, it's a lifelong struggle. You can be clean, but it's with you forever. Yeah, and I guess, you know, we don't mean to mock. Um, I think we've been pretty... Uh, supportive of people who struggle with addiction and recognize that it's a multi-layered issue and it's not just a matter of you know stopping and not doing it anymore but it's definitely just really really sad and senseless yep just the whole thing is senseless yeah sad too because you know as much as we want to mock glee like he could have done a lot you know more greater things (laughs) as is the end of this trilogy the death of Cory Monteith will remain senseless. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Time to shout out some sources who aided in the research of this episode. The New York Post, People.com, TheThings.com, and as always, Wikipedia. Want to let us know what you think about Cory Monteith, this podcast, or just let us know which celebrity death you can't get over? Email your feedback to hollywoodpodcast at gmail.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram at hollywoodpodcast to get clues about future episodes and photos that go along with the stories. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hollyweird. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And lastly, we know what you're thinking. How could we have only narrowed it down to three hotties for this trilogy? To be honest, we couldn't. So please join us next time for the dead hottie cherry on top when we talk through several untimely deaths of even more Hollywood heartthrobs. (laughs) Okay, so I think we are good and we're ready to go. All right. Okay. Oh, oh. Wait, I should plug in my computer. Hold on. <laughs> oh my god. Let's pull this up. Well, why? Ew, I just found underwear on the floor. What? <laughs> why is Cory Bonte oh, and his death oh, so intriguing? Was Are it a random shocking it? event or just a part of the Glee curse? Here's our best guess. Oh, you already started? I was talking. Yeah. Okay, I'll do it over. Wait, hold on, hold on. Okay. <laughs>